This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket, Rocket Can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and locked in to the first hour of the show. I get started 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm here with super producer and host Dave Shepard. And damn, oh damn. Russell Wilson is just doing something that the folks in Seattle have seen uh, plenty of over the past several years. Russell Wilson is trying, absolutely trying to lead a comeback as the Seattle Seahawks currently lead the Broncos 17 to 16. Russell Wilson and the Broncos, they have the ball. Two-minute warning here. Third and two. At this point, the Denver Broncos are trying to score a touchdown or set up for a game-winning field goal. And so we'll keep you up to date with this game as it progresses and ultimately comes to a conclusion. If you missed the first hour of the show, you can always hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. Thank you to everybody listening on CBS Sports Radio affiliates across North America, Sirius XM Channel 158, and anyone listening on a smart speaker. We've had a busy weekend uh, to start off the NFL season. We've had a busy weekend, quote-unquote, week two of the college football season. And so we have a lot to kind of wrap up and discuss Sunday was just a ridiculous day. We've seen some ridiculous games. Uh, Starting off the show last hour, we took a look at those Dallas Cowboys. Not only were they annihilated, and annihilated probably isn't the word, they were stepped on by the Buccaneers, 19-3. They lose Dad Prescott to a broken hand. He has a fracture above his thumb, and he's going to be out anywhere from six to eight weeks. Well, That injury didn't do anything but hit fast forward on the Cowboys season, or at least the demise of their season. We talked about the ass kicking that the Dolphins handed the Patriots the final score there, 20 to 7. Mac Jones, after the game, he did not talk to the media at all. He said he has a back injury. Never good. Today, they said it was a matter of back spasms. And so Mac Jones is Okay, and he should be fine to start next game for the Steelers. We talked about college football, Alabama barely getting by Texas. Scott Frost, well, he didn't barely get by. He got his ass sent to the curb 
as Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern in a massive upset, 45-42. to They were expected to win and beat up Georgia Southern by 21 points. Instead, Scott Frost loses, and he gets paid $15 million to go the hell away. Must be nice. And then continuing on here on the NFL side, one game, and I, I guess it should be something enjoyable until he starts to whine about this. It's been a whole ass story all off season long. First, it was, is Aaron Rodgers going? Is he coming? Is he sticking around? Is he retiring? And we had to hear about his cleanse. And then we heard about his tattoo. And, and now he's getting $50 million. And then Devontae Adams is like, all right, I'm out. And he goes to Vegas to play with his old college buddy, Derek Carr. And so you look at the Denver Broncos, or excuse me, the Broncos are coming back right now. They're trying. Interesting game here. A little more than a a minute left in the game. Russell Wilson still trying to get them down a field to set up for a field goal. Yeah, Russell Wilson had his own drama throughout the season. And back to Aaron Rodgers. We heard about the Packers all offseason. With Devontae Adams gone, who exactly is Aaron Rodgers going to get the ball to? Sammy Watkins? No. Christian Watson, a rookie? No. Randall Cobb? Damn, Randall Cobb is still on the team? Hell no. And so yesterday... The Vikings beat the Packers 23-7. to Aaron Rodgers, his top receiver, was running back A.J. Dillon. Last week, when I gave you my top six list, I had the Green Bay Packers on that list because of their defense. Well, the defense gave up 23 points, not too shabby in the modern NFL era, but their offense didn't generate a damn thing. Meanwhile, Justin Jefferson, in the first half alone, he generated more offense than the Packers did. Justin Jefferson finished with 184 yards receiving, two touchdowns, and Kirk Cousins, yeah, just a Kirk Cousins gang, 277 and all two of those TDs to Justin Jefferson. Kevin O'Connell gets his first victory as a head coach, and Aaron Rodgers was sacked four times. And if you want to talk about a highlight, if there should be one, it wasn't even a highlight. It was a low light for the Packers. Christian Watson selected at number 34 overall this past draft. He finished the day with two receptions for 34 yards. In the big picture of things, He dropped a 75-yard bomb, or what would have been a 75-yard touchdown in stride from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on the bench did not look happy throughout the game. He was animated and speaking to his coordinators. And then after the game, Aaron Rodgers, he actually preached patience. We got to have patience with those guys. They're young. You know, they haven't been in the in the fire. Um, now that patience will be thinner as the season goes on, but uh, the expectation will be high. So we'll keep them accountable. 
but it's going to happen. It's going to be drops. Hate to see it on the first play, but there's, it's a part of it. It's going to be drops throughout the season. There's, there's going to be drops. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is as almost perfect as he is. He's going to throw interceptions. He's not above reproach now. He's not above criticism. He deserves a, a, a good talking to every now and then, just like anybody else. Did you see him in the playoffs? And so, yeah, it's one thing to beat up on the rookie receivers and look at your receiving core throughout the course of the season. But I, I get it. You're one of the best quarterbacks ever. But if we get four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games into the season and your receivers still stink, what is he going to do? Throw them under the bus every week? It was reported that Aaron Rodgers, upon his return, he knew, he knew that there was a possibility that Devontae Adams was probably out the door. And he still took the money. $50 million per year. He still took the money. Don't take the money and whine and cry. Is this supposed to be some type of a motivational tactic by Aaron Rodgers to get his receivers to perform better? Maybe. But you can't you can't just you can't just turn things around. You can't make Watson all of a sudden into Devontae Adams. You can't put Sammy Watkins into a time machine and think things are going to be different or that they're going to change. We got to be realistic here. They are who they are. Between Aaron Rodgers and his receiving core and whatever the hell the Dallas Cowboys are sending out there, it's a hard knock life. And speaking of a receiving core, there's another quarterback in the NFL. He's had some changes to his. And he was able to get a victory. Damn it, he was able to go out there and complete complete passes, passes to about eight different wide receivers his name is Patrick Mahomes he's losing or has lost a big wide receiver as well in Tyreek Hill and the Kansas City Chiefs they beat the Arizona Cardinals 44 to 21 and what did Mahomes do he did the damn thing 360 yards passing five touchdowns Kelsey leading the way 121 yards Juju Smith-Schuster 79 yards, and after the game, Patrick Mahomes, he let everybody know, this is a piece of cake, this is what I do. As a matter of fact, this is what it sounded like after his fifth touchdown, courtesy of the Chiefs radio network. Running back is McKinnon, he had the cutback run earlier in this drive. They fake it to him, they throw left, it's cut by Hartman, touchdown, Kansas City! Hartman goes right to left in motion and then gets a free area right at the goal line. A two-yard touchdown pass for Mahomes, his fifth of the game. Yeah, he goes on. And speaking of going on, damn it, we have a game that's pretty much coming to a conclusion here. Just a matter of a formality. The field goal, the game-winning field goal, was missed by the Denver Broncos. 
Seattle is currently leading 17-16. to There are three seconds left on the clock. New coach Hackett. I guess he's calling a timeout. Shep, do you know what the hell he's calling a timeout for? Oh, I know they missed the last second field goal and they couldn't move the ball, making a field goal kicker to try to get a 64-yard field goal. Yeah, Pete Pete Carroll is uh, he's celebrating. The game's the game's over. Yeah, the game is done. Yeah. What is what do you think Pete Carroll has after victory? Bourbon? You think so? Yeah, but he's 71 going on 50. He's the youngest 71-year-old I've ever seen coach the in the NFL. Oh yeah, he was he was running around jogging out on the field after uh, a couple of their big plays there. Geno Smith, Jr. That's that's that that's the theme of the game tonight. Yeah, I don't. It, it, it's taken eight years for Geno Smith to be a good quarterback. Right. Better late than never, right? Who's good with the Jets anyway, though? Excuse me. I mean, who? who who is good with the Jets anyway? Vinny Testaverde at the end of his career? Oh, I don't know if I'd call Vinny good. He was he was satisfactory. He was he was serviceable. I wouldn't say Vinny was good with the Jets. Vinny Testaverde played at a Pro Bowl level with the New York Jets for one and a half seasons. Yeah. Well, Vinny Testaverde also, when he retired, is one of the top seven in pretty much every passing statistical category. So well, the bar's kind of high with it, but you get you get what I'm saying. Like, had Geno gone to a different franchise, I don't think it would have taken Geno this long to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I don't think so. Geno Smith is someone who didn't see uh, an opposing cornerback who he didn't want to throw the ball to, and so good for him. Good for him having a good damn game here. And I I I, I will stand by this. There's only one thing that I want to hear as as Pete Carroll just. High fives and back slaps everybody on the sideline. Well, now the game is done. They're running the clock down. I want to see Russell Wilson go give uh, Pete Carroll a big old hug. Here he comes, Russell Wilson, jogging out onto the field. With a solemn look on his face, disappointment, upset. Who's he looking for? Who's he looking for? Oh, Pete Carroll gives him all oh, they hug. Oh, okay, quick hug. Oh, now he, Russell goes right over to Geno, gives him a hug. Oh, I gives him some words. Oh, I knew you could do it. You did good. Yeah. I'm proud of you, boy. Yeah, next time. Yeah, I guess he's seasoned executive, PR guy. And now Russell is surrounded by cameras as he walks off of the field in Seattle. A loser. And if you're a fan of the Seahawks, and now he's being greeted by some of his former players with Seattle. Yeah, DK Metcalf, I think, maybe. Offensive lineman. And, and so here's a, here's a deal for Seattle. This was y'all Super Bowl. I'm sorry. This was the Seattle. This is Seattle's biggest game of the season. Geno Smith now uh, talking to, to Lisa Salters. We'll, we'll share that with you uh, later on in the show as we move on. If you're the Seahawks, you got to appreciate this and be happy about it. But it's it's one game. San Francisco is up next. They'll go down to San Francisco. Trey Lance hoping to have a bounce back of a game. But the early part of their schedule here, they could walk away with, with having an even record. If you're the Seattle Seahawks, you just beat Denver 17-16 at home. 
You go down to San Francisco, based on Trey Lance, that is a game you can win, but uh, maybe not. Atlanta is not a world beater. The Detroit Lions are not world beaters. And so this is not a bad start for the Seattle Seahawks. What they do the rest of the season, I have no idea. I'm I'm still not pegging them for the ultimate success. But Geno Smith, he has not looked this damn good. Hasn't looked this good since West Virginia. And right now at this point, Russell Wilson exchanging jerseys here at midfield with DK Metcalf. They're signing jerseys and exchanging. Oh, how sweet. Oh, it's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. We'll start to share some of the audio with you from the game. A very, uh, very bittersweet, I guess, for Russell Wilson. Goes back to Seattle, loses, and is now exchanging a jersey midfield with DK Metcalf surrounded by cameras. We'll talk about this game. We'll get into some of the other games that took place yesterday. We had another grudge match. a matter of fact, Baker Mayfield took on his old team, the Browns, and he lost. We'll talk about that. We'll got you covered on Monday Night Football as the Denver Broncos lose in Seattle. The final score, Russell Wilson back up in the Emerald City, 17-16. to 16. It's the JR Sport Reef Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. On CBS Sports Radio. My man, JR, this, this is kind of like a dream, man. I've listened to you uh, every night for two years. It's the first time I've called. I love your show, man. You keep it so real, and I love listening to you. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. Yeah, it's a dream. Yeah, like Biggie Small said. Well, it was a dream for Russell Wilson to be allowed to cook, right? It was a dream for Russell Wilson to be able to throw the football around. Well, now he's a Denver Bronco. And in his first game for the Broncos, back in Seattle, it was also a dream to walk away with a victory. They didn't get one. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Denver Broncos tonight in the return of Russell Wilson. The final score, 17-16. to After witnessing a fumble-thon between both teams, especially in the second half. And by the way, the Denver Broncos, they lost two fumbles at the one-yard line. Yeah, they choked this one away. They had 10 opportunities, ultimately 10 at-the-goal opportunities. Zero touchdowns in those two fumbles I just mentioned. We haven't seen that in the NFL since 1987. Ultimately, tonight in the red zone, the Broncos did not get the job done. They were 0-4. It pretty much forced them into this situation to end the game. Brandon McManus, he was forced to line up 
for a 64-yard field goal in Seattle, which is typically one of the loudest stadiums, if not the loudest, in the NFL. And, of course, this field goal would have won the game, put a couple of seconds left on the clock, and wouldn't probably be enough. Or it would send everyone in Seattle home happy, knowing that they got the W and sent Russell home with a loss. This is what that miss sounded like, courtesy of the Seahawks radio network. Here we go from 64 to try to take the lead. With 20 seconds left, McManus off the left hash. This thing is going to be no good. It could have been long enough, but it was just to the left of the upright. And the Seahawks are going to win their opener. Yeah, and at the end of the game, when it did conclude, only 15 seconds later, Russell Wilson goes out to midfield. He gives a quick hug, a handshake to his former coach where they've had a lot of success, Super Bowl success, Pete Carroll. And then he goes and he hugs Geno Smith, who had an absolutely amazing game tonight, completing 23 of 28 passes, 195 yards, and two touchdowns. Geno Smith started off the game in the first half, completing 17 of 18. He threw all two of those touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, Geno Smith, oh man, is he, he's a serviceable quarterback now. Oh my goodness. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. David is calling from Buffalo, New York. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show, David. What's on your mind? Go on ahead. Hey, JR. Thanks for having me on tonight. A um, couple points for the game. Uh, number one, I, you know, I, I think the biggest thing with this game, Denver missed a lot of opportunities in the red zone with, with those fumbles. Um, you know, obviously it shows some rust from not playing, you know, your starters in the preseason. Um, the other thing I gotta I gotta go after is Nathaniel Hackett. Um, this is a guy who I remember he was the, he was the offensive coordinator for for the Bills years ago, and he made a lot of questionable play calls with the Bills back uh, when Doug Marone was the coach. And I I saw the same thing tonight, uh, especially there at the end of the game. I mean, you know, you make this big time move to get Russell Wilson to make your team a, a contender, and you take the ball out of his hands when he should have the ball, especially, you know, in a stadium where he, he knows what that environment is like. And, you know, to kick a 64-yard field goal where there's not much altitude doesn't make sense. So, uh, yeah, the coaching was bad. Um, Seattle, that was their Super Bowl tonight. They played like their hair was on fire, and they deserved to win. So uh, looking forward to your comments, man, and have a great night, buddy. Well, thank you, Dave, for calling from Buffalo. I mean, at that point of the game, you just heard about the field goal. It had the length, and sure, people aren't walking around every day kicking 64-yard field goals. It had the length. It wasn't accurate. It went wide left, and it barely went wide left. What did you want Russell Wilson to do? Just hail Mary it out to, to pretty much close out the game? Fourth down, what are the odds? You have McManus who has an iron foot, or you can say, hey, Russell, just go win the game for us on a, on a Hail Mary. I mean, that's, that's a difficult decision to make. And so I don't want to beat up Nathaniel Hackett right out of the gate. 
knowing that this is his first time as the head coach. There's a massive difference from being an offensive coordinator and having multiple shields. Offensive coordinators get beat up when the team's pretty much just just run dry. I, I can't think of an offensive coordinator getting beat up right now, maybe more so over the past few seasons than probably Greg Roman of the Ravens. And people are like, when are we actually going to do something different? Everything is so predictable. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't quote-unquote have that, that cover anymore. He was the coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. It's one thing to have be a coordinator and have Aaron Rodgers. And now you got Russell Wilson. And so let's see what he can do. I'm not going to judge him off of one game, but you are right. When you think about one game for the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, this was their Super Bowl. And I got to be honest here. I'm going to check in on the Seahawks all season long. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to watch. I'm going to check out just like every game. I'm going to see what's going on. What the hell are we supposed to look forward to? And by the way, the Seahawks are still number one right now in the NFC West. San Francisco lost yesterday. The Cardinals lost. The Rams lost, obviously, to start things off on Thursday. And so the Seahawks were, it was a running joke all day that the Seahawks, with zero wins and zero victories, were at the top of the NFC West. And right now, tonight, they got a victory. They're the only team in the NFC West with a victory as they beat the Broncos 17-16. to Andrew is calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, what's up, JR? Yeah, um, so I called two years ago, and I also called about a couple weeks ago. And I was talking about Geno Smith, and I was talking about how he was the future of the league, and I just, I just want an apology from you, JR, because I was right. Again. You know what he – the recent quote that he just came out with, he said, they wrote me off. I ain't right back. And, JR, you were one of them who wrote him off. Andrew, are you done? I'm giving you free reign. You, you have anything else to share? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Okay. Well, you, you want me to leave you on so you can respond to me? You're going to hang up. Oh, no, I can respond to you. Okay. So, Gino, a, a couple of things here. Gino Smith is the future of, of the NFL. How and where? Um, maybe not with Seattle. But oh, okay. He's <laughs> – so help me out. No, no, no. Help me out here. No, help me out here. You, you're asking me Did for you an apology. No, 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 no. Stop, Andrew. I gave you free reign. Now stop and listen. I asked you a simple question. You're calling me, asking me to apologize to you because you said Geno Smith. Oh, JR, two years ago I said that Geno Smith is the future of the NFL. Two weeks ago, I called you, Jr. and I said, Geno Smith is the future of the NFL. Uh, I, I want an apology. Define future of the NFL. What is that? I say that the Seahawks go. No, 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 no. I asked you a very simple question. What do you define as being the future of the NFL? What is that? Uh, the best quarterback in the next five years. Okay. So you believe that Geno Smith has proven himself to be the best quarterback in the NFL. If for for the well, next five years, I'm supposed himself. to think. I said that he will prove himself. 
So what the hell are you asking me for an apology for if he hasn't done what you said he will do? I mean, he just shocked the world tonight, didn't he? No, no, no. What are you, what are you asking me? I need an apology, JR. Check your message. What? For what? For clowning me for saying that JR or for saying that Geno Smith is a great quarterback. No, that's not what you said. But I said that before and you tried to clown me. No, well you called him you you don't you're a clown Andrew, I gotta tell you something, man. You do an excellent job, and I want you to go ahead and hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. You are doing an excellent job by clowning yourself. It's one thing to call me up and say, oh, my God, JR, I think Geno Smith is going to turn his career around. It's one thing to say, oh, man, JR, you know, people don't believe in Geno. I think he's, he's done an excellent job standing on the sideline holding a whiteboard. It's one thing to say that to me. It's a completely different thing to say, Geno Smith is the future of the NFL, and then call me up and ask me for an apology. And so now you've backed off of that, and now you want to tell me that he's a great quarterback. Where? How, how much has he proven to be a great quarterback? I saw him do a good job last year filling in for Russell Wilson. Five touchdowns to one INT. That is completely opposite from what you would typically see from Geno Smith. Oh, they wrote me off. That's what an athlete's supposed to say. You wrote yourself off. You sucked. What am I supposed to do? Say Geno Smith is so good, he's so great, and watch him turn things around? No, that ain't my job. My job is to take a look at what has taken place and to properly evaluate what may particularly happen based on what we've seen. And for Geno Smith, yes, for right now, yes, he is doing an excellent job steering his ship in a positive direction. We have not seen this man perform in a positive way since he was in college in West Virginia. I haven't seen a damn thing positive from Geno Smith in the NFL until last season. And now here starting this off. And so what am I supposed to expect for the next 16 games? Based on what we saw tonight, if he continues that, Yeah, he will be good. And God bless him for turning his season around. But I can make a baseless, empty claim and then go, hey, guys, I'm a genius. What are we supposed to do? Tell the, say, the lottery winners, they're geniuses too? You hit the numbers correctly? You know what they say about a, a broken clock? At some point, it has to be right. Sheesh. Geno Smith is a great quarterback. Let him be great for the whole year. And then I'll say he's great. But I'll never apologize to you because what you said two years ago and two weeks ago was still a jackass statement. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, Russell Wilson goes back to Seattle and loses. The final score, Seattle 17 Denver, 16. And a lot of turnovers. Denver didn't get the job done. It's the JR Sport Reef Show. We're going to take your calls. We're going to hear some audio on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. 
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a huge fan. I listen to you every night on the way home from work. JR, you are a great sports psychologist. Thank you very much, my brother, from another mother, and I like you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, pretty awesome here. Well, not for Russell Wilson. The Seattle Seahawks. They beat the Denver Broncos to open up their season in Seattle. The final score is 17 to 16. And this pretty much was the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle. And let's be real here. The Denver Broncos could not capitalize on the opportunities that presented themselves in the second half. Both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, they fumbled at the one-yard line. Opportunities to score and put things away. The game pretty much concludes on a fourth and five. Brandon McManus, he misses a 64-yard field goal with about 15 seconds left. Uh, They didn't want to go for it. They didn't want to run additional plays. Nathaniel Hackett will be criticized. I'm not going to beat him up about it. I don't want to say it's 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 one game, but, yeah, they had three timeouts if they didn't convert and get the five yards, and I know it's only five yards. He would have been criticized for that. And so if you are a first-time head coach, if you're getting this opportunity, you're pretty much damned if you do. You are damned if you don't, and they didn't. If you want to be critical of anything, I would look at the, the just, well, Really, not the field goal, but the missed opportunities to convert in the red zone, of which the Denver Broncos were 0 for 4. They couldn't get the ball over the goal line, and they had two fumbles. Yeah, that all stinks and leads to the loss. And then in the second half of the game, Seattle basically sat down on the ball. They had their own fumble. But in the first half, Geno Smith was lighting it up 17 of 18, 164 yards and two touchdowns. One to Will Disley in the second quarter, one to Kobe Parkinson. And Geno Smith, after the game, he spoke to ESPN and he said, listen, yeah, there's been a lot of people writing me off. I'm here. Take a listen. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Okay. Well, we got 16 more games, Mr. Geno Smith. Let's see what he can do. Avellino's calling up from Colorado Springs, Colorado. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, what's going on, JR, man? First of all, man, that dude saying Geno Smith was that guy is out of his mind. Um, Statistically, this game was, was pretty wild. Broncos led on pretty much every level, but just gave the ball away. Inexperienced coaching. You got guys that did not play in preseason. It was just the recipe for disaster. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you, you want to talk about the stats that we have here. And thank you, Avelino. Total yards. Denver, 433 to 253 by Seattle. You want to talk about the amount of plays. These are the total plays ran. 64 to Seattle's 49. The Denver Broncos, 
They outrushed Seattle 103-76. to and They still lost. Penalties. Yeah, that's not what you want either. Denver committed 12 of them. 106 yards. Seattle had five penalties for 77. But I'm going to look at the inability for Denver to just get the job done in the red zone. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Rick is calling from Cali. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm Can doing excellent, Rick. Go ahead. Right, yes, I hear you. Radio. I heard that I heard that guy talk about oh Geno Smith. Hey, yeah. I'm a Jets fan. He was there. He got all the two years. Uh, he just he was terrible, and that's why he hasn't played. Now he's played one game, one half. Come on, man. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Come on, man. Okay. Thank you, Rick, for calling from California. Now I want to give Rick. A little bit more, well, not Rick. I'm going to give Geno a little bit more credit than that, okay? Geno Smith did a solid job last year in place of Russell Wilson. He did an excellent job tonight. And so is this a sign of things to come? I don't want to write him off. You know, some guys it takes a little bit longer for them to go ahead and have success. Am I going to go all delusional like our caller from New Orleans and say that Geno Smith is the future of the game? Am I now going to come out of my mouth and go, oh, my God, Geno Smith is a great quarterback? Hell no, I'm not going to do that. I want to see a little bit more. He's done an excellent job up until now. And it will be an amazing thing if he continues his quote-unquote renaissance. You think about all the quarterbacks that we have in the NFL. We got a lot of young guys, a lot of emerging young quarterbacks, whether you happen to be Herbert playing on an MVP level. You happen to be Patrick Mahomes, who threw five touchdowns yesterday. Maybe Pete Carroll has the quarterback that he wants right now. Someone who he can control a little bit more, is happy to have his job in his position, and won't throw a fit if he's not asked to go out there and just throw the rock around. Steve is calling from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. What's going on? I am excellent, Steve. What's on your mind? Good to hear from you, buddy. A couple of months ago, I called into the show and we was talking. Well, you was talking about ass back with James Winston. And I mentioned Gino Smith. And you was like, what do we know about Gino? I think it said enough tonight, right? Huh? I'm sorry? Gino's finally getting his shot. Gino is finally getting his shot that he deserves. Gino is finally getting a shot that he deserves that he should have been had. So help me out here. Geno Smith got a shot the second he came into the NFL. Geno Smith had two years of a shot and an opportunity with the New York Jets. You call that a shot? He got his jaw broke when he was in New York. It went downhill from there. You call those shots. Well, Nobody really put well, faith well, in Gino. No, 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 no. That's 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 inaccurate. To say that is what 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 has happened is is false. He got his jaw broke on the way out of the New York Jets. And unfortunately, what you just described is, is pretty much what set him up. You're the quarterback of a team. Not only was Geno Smith throwing interceptions at a ridiculous rate, he wasn't ready to be a leader for the New York Jets. This is someone who owed a debt to a defensive player on the team, who was someone who was barely on the team, and he got his jaw broke. 
I couldn't imagine a leader or a quarterback on any team being under so uh, circumstances like that, and you're going to call me and tell me he didn't get a shot or an opportunity? So you saying he you saying he, he got his shot and his opportunity, right? You saying you saying from the Jets? No, I, I asked. Shot. No, I asked you a question. If you can start for two full years, okay, and you're going to throw the ball to the other team more than you throw it to your own team, and you are such a leader that you have a guy who's barely an NFL player, you owe him money, and you get your jaw broke. How many other? How many other? No, no. How many other leaders? Or how many other individuals who would get that shot or chance? Have you heard such a story happening? Yeah, exactly. Come on now. There's a thing called reality here. If you can look back in time and you can look back at the last 10 years and help me identify where Geno Smith has been great Help me, please. Help me, please. He did a damn good job last year. He had a good game tonight. Let's see what he does the rest of the year. It's not to say that he can't do it, but the majority of his career, he has not. And there's a reason why he's been backing folks up. Where are all these folks coming out the woodwork? damn, I didn't know one game or four starts now makes someone absolutely great. I don't know. There was some guy named, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Where is he now? It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I will take your calls. I think we might even have a special one. It's the JR Sport Re Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 